Okay, we are in Sefer Yirmiyahu, Perik Yudches, Pasuk Aleph, Hajavar Asher Hayah El Yirmiyahu. So we're going to see that Yudches begins with one of those parables. We've had this before, where the Navi is commanded to do a physical act, a public physical act, that may be obscure, that may not be clear why he's doing it, but then it becomes a springboard, as it were, for a teaching moment, where the Navi is gonna teach B'nai Yisrael a mushal as to the relationship between itself and the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Uh, we've seen, or we will see more accurately, a dramatic example of that later in the Navi Hosea, where Hosea is commanded to take a wife who is a known prostitute, have children with her, and then separate from her. And of course, this is supposed to be a marshal of the fractured, broken, adulterous relationship between B'nai Yisrael and the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So here, it's a little less obscure. Uh, in fact, it's pretty obvious. Let's get into it. This word came to your Mio from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kum v'yoradata beis hayotzer. Get up and go to a pottery shop. Someone who molds utensils with clay, a potter. V'shoma ashmiacha esvarai. And there, once you're there, I will convey to you what I am saying. And so Yirmiyahu does it. Va'ered beis hayotzer. He goes down to the pottery shop. And the potter is doing work with a kiln, a thing that heats the clay and shaping it to a utensil. And somehow it breaks. The clay utensil in the process of its manufacture breaks that is being done. And so the potter takes the clay, reassembles it, and makes it into a different utensil. Whatever he wants to do with it, he has that flexibility to make it again. So we see that it, it, it is fairly obvious in, in, we say a beautiful period on uh, Kol Nidre night. Kehine kachomer biyad hayotzer, biyado marich, biyado makatzer. We are like clay in the hands of a master potter. With hands he can extend it, with hands he can contract it. That is us in the hands of the Kaddish Baruch Continues, and now we're going to explain it. Like this Yotzer did, <clears throat> this master potter. He wanted to change it, it broke. He wants to convert it to something else. Do I not have the power like that over B'nai Israel? 
They are like the clay beyond Hayotzer in the hands of a master craftsman. So are you in my hands, Beis Yisroel. And this extends, I can, to any nation, and I can create for them a utensil, and then at the same time, I can destroy it, I can break it, and completely eradicate it. And let's say, the guy returns from his evil. He no longer displeases me. He does tshuva. I will have compassion on this evil that I have decreed. That I have planned to inflict upon him. In other words, I have the option. I can punish him. If his behavior is modified, I can decide not to punish him, to create a different utensil. And it works conversely. At the same moment that I can decree on a nation that I will build it, I will shape it, I will grow it, and it does evil in my eye, it will not listen to my voice. And I decide to change my mind on the good I was going to do. In other words, the human behavior, be it Israel or someone else, will influence how I mold that clay. If it's good, it will be molded for good. If he turns bad, it can be molded for bad. There is that flexibility to change directions given the behavior of B'nai Yisrael as to how I'm going to treat that utensil. And now he says to Yehuda, say to the people of Yehuda, the dwellers of Yerushalayim, lay more. I am bringing upon you now, I will craft the utensil, the clay, I will craft you for evil, to receive punishment. Because of your evil thoughts, but return, it's not inevitable. I have that flexibility as the master Yotzer. Shuvana ishmi darko hara. Return each man from your evil path. And improve your deeds and your ways. And it will be changed. And now, Yudbez, is it the Navi saying this, what his predictable reaction will be, B'nai Yisrael? Or is it the Kaddish Baruch Hu saying what he predicts B'nai Yisrael to do with this offer of tshuva? For Amru, they will say, Noah, we don't want to do any of this tshuva. We want to go after our thoughts and we will do what each man perceives to do in his heart, the spirit of what motivates him. We're not going to be guided by any tshuva. And this is the Kaddish Baruch who says, 
Ask among the nations of the world. Has anyone ever heard of something like this where they have an offer of unrestricted tshuva? Hashem That here, B'nai Yisrael has this opportunity. Why would they just fritter it away, ignore it. And of course, the marshal to the Gaim, of course, is what we learned in uh, the Navi Yona. Ninveh, Ninveh was a classic example of non-Jewish tshuva, where the people got the message, they internalized it, they did the tshuva and saved their lives. So why can't B'nai Yisrael internalize? Think of the logic. Would a person who is thirsting for fresh water, would he leave that flowing, beautiful, purified spring that flows over the Levanon, that mountain stream? Would he give up in his thirst wonderful, pure, crystal, flowing water, it doesn't make sense, their rejection. My nation has forsaken me, they have forgotten me for nothing. They will stumble and fall in their ways. They have chosen instead of going on a paved path, the path that was trod by the Avos, the path that is the Kaddish Baruch They want to go on an unpaved road with rocks, with stumbling blocks, lo salula, no pavement. So be it. Lashum Artsa Lashama. They would leave their land to become wasteland. Lashum Artsa Lashama. Shrikos Olam. It will have the eternal whistle. It's a very interesting metaphor. Shrikos. The people who will see the devastation, their reaction will be literally to whistle in disbelief. Like, wow, they did this to themselves? Everyone who passes the total desolation and emptiness of what was Yehuda will just be Anud Barosho. He will nod his head in disbelief. I will cast them like on an east wind. We know the east wind is the strongest, like just chaff on the east wind with before their enemies. Oref below Punim, I will turn my neck. They will see the back of my neck, uh, the land, Biomedam, in the day of the judgment. Below Punim. In other words, they will see my back, they will not see my front. As one turns away from someone who doesn't want to see, that's what I will do. There will be a Hester Punim. Vayomer And now, Yermiyot gets personal again. We've seen a lot of this in the last few prokim. He is very aggrieved. He is very put upon. And for good reason. There was no Navi that was so abused and vilified and victimized and physically punished as Yermiyot was. There was absolutely no appreciation. And he has no hesitation about articulating it before the Kaddish 
And he's saying, Come, let us plan strategies against Yirmiyahu. Because what is going to happen if we can get rid of Yirmiyahu? And of course, we saw the assassination attempts. We're going to see prison attempts. We're going to see physical abuse. But we can take care. We don't need him. Do you think if Yirmiyahu is gone, we are going to be absent Torah from a Kohen, we are going to be absent counsel from a Chacham, or the prophecy of a Navi? No, they're a dime a dozen. We can replace them with Kohanim and wise men and Navi Sheker. Interesting. Let us defeat him with our tongues. What are we talking about? The al Shiva el Kedvaro. And let's not give the prophet another thought. What do they mean, beat him with our tongues? Say the Mephoshim, they actually launched a strategy where they were going to adduce false witnesses that will come and testify about Yirmi Yahu in relationships of Znus and Gili Arayos, which would certainly totify, totally disqualify him as a prophet or as a Navi, and that that's it. We are going to libel him. So the Navi says, Hakshiva Hashem lie. Listen to me. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to what they're positing. Hayashling Tachas Ra. Are you going to allow them to repay good with bad? In other words, every time I defended them and pleaded their case before you, now you are going to let them substitute Rocky Lanafshi. They have laid a trap for my soul. Remember me before you, how I always was a champion. I articulated for them that they be spared, that they be compassion. It is better that you, in other words, the idea being that you take away your anger from them. No one was a more fierce proponent for B'nai Yisrael. And this is how they repay me. And now he turns fierce. Turn over their children to famine. Their citizens to the sword. Let their wives be widowed. And their men victims of death. Their sons victims of the sword. In war. Spare nothing. Kill them. Let the sounds of wailing be heard from their houses. I am going to bring upon them legions. There is going to be military destruction suddenly. Because they have set a path for me to destroy me and set stumbling blocks in my path. You know what plots they are doing or forming against me. Death, do not grant kapara 
for their sins. Do not erase their sins. Let them stumble before you in the hour of your wrath. Deal with them. It is very unequivocal. And so tomorrow we are going to see a gentler approach perhaps at 8.45 a.m. be there.